0: right hello everyone welcome back to reddit's talks clash episode two we've got uh lots of good stuff to discuss today uh including the new cwl format uh darian's fishing post and a lot lots more so i am sam i am uh currently town 13 leader of uh census clan and
1: uh yeah Nice. I'll hop in next. I am uh, Frank. I am a co leader of Centurions along with uh, Mac or Frank, however you want to be called. Um, <laughs> yeah, there are too many names around here. But I am a Max Town Hall 14, I actually maxed out this week, finished my last wall. So I'm super excited. Nice. I'm just a couple of walls away myself, should be done here in a couple of days.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm Mac. You guys can call me Mac, Mr. Mac in game and uh we will be interacting with you guys that are here live so leave us a question in the comments and we'll get around to the questions at the end
3: i guess rounding us out i am rick Uh, i have uh, I played every level i got in a lot of (laughs) accounts so yeah let's let's go
1: let's go so i'm the only one who wasn't here last week um but i've been a mod for a couple years i'm uh, planning to be on most of the shows uh, for from here on out. Hopefully, all of them. Um, but super excited about it. And a lot so happened it. the last couple of weeks?
0: So, should we begin with Been the uh, CWR, particularly format? the CWL? Yeah, uh, I yeah, haven't. I, is the first time to
2: shortened the to CWL
0: honest. week. Yeah, I do think the February excuse is a bit. It's a bit flimsy, like. There's something about it that doesn't sit right. Personally, I think they're doing this as as a pretense to maybe make it the permanent new format, because they've never done it on a February before, so I don't see why this February would be different. Uh, But, you know, I could definitely see them thinking about making this a permanent shift and them just using this as an excuse to uh, see how the community reacts.
2: It just seems, I've heard that take. It seems far-fetched to me that they're thinking it out that way. It almost seems nefarious. I feel like if they were going to make that change, they would just announce it that way. They might be, like, feeling it out in February, but I, I really would just wonder more how it will really affect, like, clan dynamics, because I know CWL is what our clan revolves around. I, know, I think that's pretty common across Clash of Clans at this point, right? Don't most clans kind of revolve re- around C- their CWL status.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I think it kind of depends on the clan that you're in. The more social ones probably would find a, a relief out of this. Of the four of us who are who are on right now, I think most of us are pretty competitive with the game. So dropping days on CWL is always gonna feel bad. But even when I'm just super excited about it, eight days is quite a lot. And if I have anything going else, like anything else going on at the same time, it can be a little bit tough to keep up with. Um so I feel like for casual players. This might be nice, but then you're also just reducing the number of like event days per month that are going on. And I feel like if you're only logging on a few times per month, then if you miss CWL well entirely, then that
2: is going to feel just
1: as bad. I, I think where it lands now, if,
3: if the five, five wars carries forward, then everyone should be done around the 7th. And that gives us two full weeks until clan game starts, so there's a lot of room to 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 shove another event in there if that's what they're thinking.
1: um That's where my mind first went to it when I saw the announcement. oh, yeah, I guess uh, if they're planning to add something, then it makes sense to shorten c w o but I don't really know what they'd add in particular uh, mega is the,
3: is the <laughs> yeah, yeah mega bases is the thing I think everyone's yeah. on and i I know I'd love that,
0: but but we'll see.
1: Dude, build your base I mean, wars. I bet that's it. Oh,
0: God. I mean, it's Chris oh. himself, is some, <laughs> a, is whole, himself is
1: planning something. Is Chris
0: himself is planning something? A
1: whole builder base CWL. That would be <laughs> hilarious. Oh, man. That, that's, that's I would an April much one prefer
2: the idea where you squeeze an extra event in the month to a third game mode like Builder Base is to main base.
1: Oh, yeah, no. I think because of how poorly Builder Base was received, I'd be shocked if they ever added a third mode.
0: Um, yeah, I just don't think that would be a winner, because you've already got a second base which everyone hates. You know, it's a third base for everyone to hate, and it's just a bit overwhelming, you know? People want to focus on their main base, and, you know, Clash Clans, while it's complex, certainly, you know, attacks can get very complex, it's still at its core is, here's your base, you upgrade things, have fun you know if they just start adding constantly more layers more villages, it just gets too complex and almost too overwhelming for a player to manage you know i hate builder base attacks i'm almost max on it now apart from Mm -hmm. walls but it's been a horrible process like i haven't enjoyed it
1: so i I do want to back up for just a second to something that Max said because i do disagree um you were saying that you don't think supercell would just like lie to everyone
3: <laughs> I,
1: I don't know if a different way to phrase that but like uh but that you think they actually just did it because of february i think for sure there has to be some ulterior motive i don't know what it is because like sam said like there have been three or four februaries for how long has cw happened now like two years, yes, two years? Yes. yeah there have been a few februaries to try this um so i absolutely don't buy that it's just the month of february i think if they've got something planned or they're just feeling it out to see if a shorter CWL is, you know, I don't know how that would actually like profit the game, but if they're seeing if that's the direction they want to go in, I absolutely Mm -hmm. think that they're, they're doing it intentionally. The
3: the only information we got through, through the NDA channel stuff was um, it was really elusive. And they said, you know, we're just, we're just going to see how people feel about it because, you know, we haven't done any changes to it in the, in the two, two years or whatever. Um, So that, we don't really have any more info, but yeah, I mean, they're not doing it just just because, like, yeah, let's see what happens. You know, that isn't, yeah. you know, th- there's got to be some kind of motivation behind it. Uh, so we'll see. I-, I guess if March rolls around and we're back to we're back to normal, uh, you know, I don't know. We'll go from there.
0: I don't think if if we go back to normal in March, I wouldn't say that would rule it out because basically they could just be doing this as a test run and then see how Uh it plays out go back to regular format for now and then with whatever data community actions they've gathered from this they might look at implementing something similar again in the future and in terms of community reactions i've definitely seen quite a mix i think on the sub it's been largely negative uh people seem to prefer Mm -hmm you know, there's uh, seven wars. wars—they That's just what they like. But then I well,
2: do, I have talked to people personally. To rebut personally. that, to rebut that point real quick, would you ever want CWL to be longer?
3: To no. Be nine or no, no, exactly. no. Exactly.
2: That's no one overwhelming. Wants it. it's, see, what a quick answer, right? You know right away you didn't yeah. want it to be longer. So I, as much as I, like, really, CWL is my favorite part of the game. I get most excited about CWL hits and that format, but I think, you know, the shorter CWL
1: might not be a bad thing. So I've got two two questions Um, because I definitely see where we're coming from from a preference standpoint. And then um, uh, just from like a casual to an extreme player, how they'll have different feelings about it. But uh, they're kind of unrelated. One is that if you guys are following along and and watching right now, our guy in the back room, Spencer, uh, pinned the post that talks about this, the official news from Supercell uh deadly davo put this up five days ago and it is just a screenshot of the actual news and it's talking about the demote and promote as well did anything change in that because i honestly don't yes. remember the promotion yes. so demote.
3: yeah uh, few, uh, fewer clans are getting demoted um i not i think the promotion rates are staying the same that's correct um uh, but okay so but, it's just uh, easier yeah, to yeah. stay but yeah, it, yeah exactly uh, it's still going to be eight stars uh, per person for max metal That's the part I think we take the most issue yeah, with, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> um, and, and having fewer wars to rotate people around. There's that certain size of clan, you know, 20 to 25 oh, active members where you're not, when you don't have enough active people to do a 30 versus 30 and you have too many to get everyone their eight stars with only five wars. I think so, yeah, yeah. I think that, combined with the no notice, is where most people are upset. I don't think the concept of a shorter CWL, in, in principle, people oppose, but it was the notice and and, yeah, and not having enough chance to rotate everyone through, I think, is what's really kind of annoying
1: everyone. So here's my second question then. I think from a leadership standpoint, uh, from a clan, it can be a little bit more difficult to manage fewer days, but is it a competitive advantage to have more or fewer days in CWL?
0: I think... If you're thinking about it very technically, it is a disadvantage to have less days. Like, if you think it really take technically, you have have less clans to prove yourself against. You have less time to make you know comebacks. You have less. There is less. There is less wars to do. It's a. If you think about it as a sample size, you are doing less attacks. It is a lower sample size of your skill. If you think of it just purely statistically but then it'll be more in, volatile in practice i don't think it'll affect much
1: yeah so less variance or less uh yeah less days means less variance uh, or more variance. i think it means more variance. Yeah yeah, right? yeah, yeah 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 no you're right more variance and so i guess if you're the actual best plan of the week then you want as many days as there there are to prove it but that's so subjective you know it's just who's the best on the day and who's the best for those amount of days
0: exactly and I mean. There is also now the thing with CWL is it's kind of less significant this year as it appears that Worlds won't have any involvement with CWL. Uh they announced the uh, six they announced so firstly half the golden tickets would be from community events, uh like Clash Masters, uh ESL, etc. And then the other half would be given out in some event called Six Weeks of Clash, which is so far huh been given no details but that it doesn't seem like that's going to be involved with supercell cwl which it's kind of like it's not it's a bad thing in the sense that it kind of removes that accessibility of you know use this in-game feature go to this big tournament but then we have no idea what it will replace it with so it could be something much better
2: I don't think there's any reason to expect this is the permanent way either. You know, it seems like they're going to be making a lot of decisions and changing it year to year and the best clans yeah, are going to be the ones that can make the adjustments. Yeah, I,
3: pulling the pulling the golden tickets out of CWL is definitely going to give them the freedom to to play with the format. So, yeah, I don't know. Um I think it'll end up in a good place. It's you know, it's the biggest event of the month for sure. It's Um, it's got to be bigger than clan games. So, I mean, I don't think they're just going to trash it
1: or do anything irresponsible. So while that's been some pretty big news uh, that I think the sub has been talking about for the last week, I think by and large, the most talked about topic in the last two weeks. And, and I, I think we talked about this in the, in the last episode too, but, but it's developed a whole lot more is all of what's been going on with fishing and, uh just all the different different posts i don't think a supercells post about it was up last time right no no yeah but ours was wasn't it yes nice so uh rick and sam i know you guys have been a lot more involved with that than me um give everybody an update on the on the update post that darian put out and kind of what your thoughts are
0: so the post darian put out while it was a loose promise to do better it was kind of more addressing, saying we are hearing the concerns, but it didn't particularly offer any concrete solutions. Yeah, you know, it was a, it was quite a long post, but it felt like a lot of. It didn't feel like there was much substance in it. However, uh, Darian was and ha- still is being very, uh, pretty active in the comments, which is great to see, um, and he. So I posted a comment talking about the vulnerabilities in the SuperCell API, cash uh, Clans API, and how you can get certain information from that. And Darian did say, as a reply to that, uh, that they were aware of loopholes and were working to fix them. And to quote, I think he said, they it, it would drastically uh, reduce the number of stolen accounts, which, you know, obviously we're yet to see what that involves, but that is actually, I think, more promising than what most the rest of the post said. Uh, Rick, I'm sure you've read a lot of the comments too, so I don't know if you have anything yeah. to add to that,
3: so yeah, I, I think, um, his, his comment to you, uh, was the biggest takeaway from that. Uh, I wrote down the whole quote, but um, yeah, you, you got the gist of it where that was the first time he said, um, you know, to paraphrase, like, hey, you know, we know it's a problem and we're going to fix it, so. Um, you know, uh, it's it's not exactly you know time to take a victory lap, but that that is a concrete promise that it's going to be addressed. So I think that's what we gotta what we gotta hold them to now. There were a couple other good comments too. Um, uh, the the ones I wanted to I think highlight wrote down. He said, he said uh, "Quote: There are some immediate things we can do on our end that will have a big impact." Uh, Changes in policy will take longer to implement as we have to analyze how effective they'll be, but uh, and and also their long-term ramifications. So it's not going to be over an overnight fix. Obviously, I don't think anyone reasonable was expecting that.
1: Right. But um, it sounds like
3: they it sounds like they are taking it seriously at least.
1: Yeah. No, and I hope so. He. He added his own comment to it to say, "I, w- I want to keep this dialogue open and don't want it to feel like empty platitudes," which I think is cool. But I just, I guess, I'm curious what the overnight changes would be versus the the systematic ones because I can see like, if they take all of their support and make it in-house, that'd be a huge process. Would take a whole lot of time, but they have a lot more oversight in it. I think right now they outsource all their support, which is part of the the headache. Um, but like what they can fix overnight to, to just make it better. I'll be really interested to see what that looks like in the next week or two.
3: So, um, I mean, I I don't know what's, what's easy and and what's fast to implement. I'm kind of guessing here, but, um, the, the suggestions that people threw out a lot were, uh, were two factor authentication and, uh, being able to opt out of recovery. And both of those are kind of, kind of pipe dreams, I think. Um, you know, two factor authentication is,
0: Sorry to interrupt, but I think Darren no. basically said they weren't going to disable account recovery. I think they yeah. flat out. Yeah, uh, they've, like they've
3: put a lot of stuff into, into wanting to allow people to come back. I think they designed the whole recovery process with making it easy to come back. And players yeah. that come back are players that are potentially going to spend money, too. So giving people the option to shoot themselves in the foot like that doesn't really seem like a smart business move, but I think it is pretty, hopefully they they can tell how serious of a problem it is because the significant number of people that would rather j- just take their chances on losing their account permanently than, than wait it out and trust that they'll fix the system eventually.
1: Spencer, for everyone listening, can you pin uh, Darian's post to your top comment? cause I'm reading through some of it too. Um, when, when Rick was saying that, uh, Darian's response to Sam was one of the best ones. Um, but I think looking through the comments to that, the only thing that I really disagree with is, uh, there are a a bunch of people commenting, like, here's an idea. And then five or six responses to that that are just saying like, Oh, it's so obvious. It's so easy. And, uh, to give Supercell some credit, like obviously this has been an issue for years, and uh, there shouldn't need to be a bunch of community backlash for them to actually do something about it. So, not to give them too much credit, but to give them a little bit of credit, I think the uh, my biggest complaint about this whole conversation is seeing people like really oversimplify it, throw in one or two ideas to say two factor authentication or uh, turning off account recovery or something, and then seeing just the the whole hive mind say like, "Oh man, it's so simple. Why isn't SuperCell doing just these little things?" Because, like Rick said, like every every one of these solutions has some type of you know argument or rebuttal against it, and it's up to SuperCell to figure out how to weigh the pros and cons of each of them. I I think so, one of the immediate things that at least I want to see that
3: seems simple to me at least is that if someone is trying to recover an account that's tied to do a SuperCell ID. They need to send an email to that SuperCell ID and say, "Hey, someone's trying to recover the account. Is it you?" And then that way, as long as the person checks their email regularly, they can they can put a halt to it before their, their account is transferred. They can say, "No, that's that's not me." The, the same as you get every time you try and change your password anywhere or log in from a from a new device or whatever. You know, like tons of services will do that, and that's not going to stop um, people stealing accounts that are inactive or people that don't check their email. But it's definitely going to stop some of them, you know. If, if if I I got an email tonight saying someone's going to stop my account, you know, I I I could prevent it, and I think that needs to be done. And that seems that seems simple enough to do quickly.
0: Yeah, and another benefit to that is uh, if it is rightfully your account, even if you've lost access to the email, which I'm sure is true in a lot of these cases. Otherwise, you just use your ID that won't matter because there's nobody there to... If you don't have access to the email, in theory, no one else does, so no one will stop you from logging in. So yeah, I think that sounds like a pretty solid solid process.
1: Yeah, one of the comments in our, our Reddit talk right now is that 2FA is a stupid suggestion. 2FA improves login security, but the weakness is Supercell supports recovery, not login security. Um, it, it, and so it, I think... Yeah, what Rick was saying is is not exactly two FA, but like using Supercell uh, ID as essentially a two FA for for recovery, is the idea of it.
3: So yeah, um, you know the the problem with comparing it to to two FA is that you know the way that people steal accounts is they just say yeah I don't have access to that email can you change it and and they just say yeah sure we'll we'll, we'll do that <laughs> and it, so even if no matter how secure the system is, if they're just going to assign the account to a new email address, there's no point in 2FA
1: anyway. Yeah, that's true. And like, I remember when I was a student in college, I had one of my accounts set up with my college email and like that expires after you graduate. And so there are like a lot of legitimate reasons to get a different email address associated with your account sometimes. And so it's definitely a tough problem figuring out how to satisfy all of your users while also keeping security as high as you can.
3: uh, The the other big glaring problem that we found out, Sam and I have been reading fishing guides and and talking to people. I've talked to probably at least a dozen people who are saying they're ex-fishers or current fishers, um, just to try and figure out how the whole process works and and what the problems are. And the other big issue that I think they need to address quickly is that people basically have unlimited attempts. So you have to answer the, the recovery questions. Um, but if you get it wrong, then you catch a 31-day ban, and that's it. You just make a brand-new town hall two or three, and then you try again. And so there are accounts that you can try five, six, seven, eight times, and then when you get it right the ninth time, then okay, cool, and no one notices that. And that should definitely send up red flags in the system that this is a probable attempt to, to steal an account. You know, If you get it wrong that many times, it needs a higher level of scrutiny, and that's more of a process, uh, a policy thing. Uh, so, and that's going to take training employees and maybe that's not an overnight fix, but that definitely needs to happen sooner rather than later.
0: Yeah, and also another thing we, uh, me and Rick found out when we were doing our bit of investigation is uh, regarding the API loopholes, how how easy they are to exploit. Uh, not to go into details about any of them, because obviously that's a bad idea, but I managed to write two scripts uh, that could find information that could, uh, you know, act as a security question for account recovery. And they weren't hard to write. I mean, obviously you need some sort of programming knowledge, uh, but they were not complex programs. I, you know, I didn't have to hack Supercell to find it. I just had to use their public API. And of course, even if you've got no programming knowledge, there are bots available, which do this sort of stuff. And they yeah. do it it's not by hacking Supercell. They do it by using resources Supercell provides, which is definitely concerning. But it is good to hear that Darian and the team know of those issues and are hoping to fix them.
3: So I you know, I know um, uh, previous name changes is one of the is one of the recovery questions, and Sam was able to tell me people's previous account names within ten minutes of ch- trying to start you know, just figuring out how to write this program and then running it. And that's kind of scary that, you know, that that's something that we all thought was going to be private information. And in certain cases, it's, it's not at all. How many accounts have you stolen now, Rick? I I, I probably could. (laughs) Um, uh, If if (laughs) I wanted to go steal accounts, I bet you I could get one within a day. And just from, casually reading the the couple guides and and uh and having access to sam who can make bots for me
2: <laughs> Well, let's not make that your next challenge video i
0: i i do remember saying to rick that if i didn't have morals and all that the subreddit mod, i honestly would just get into account fishing because it's so easy <laughs> but no no i would not encourage it it's not a good idea
3: uh, overall i'm i'm happy with the with the response that we did finally get uh it's it's realistic um, they they actually acknowledged there was a problem, which is something that historically Supercell has been really, really reluctant to do. Um, so, in the the couple weeks that I think everyone was really talking about it, to to where we got the response, I, I know, I'm happy with it.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely agree with that. And I'm I hope obviously it was a community effort, and it's great that it's kind of worked. Because, of course, when we made that post, it almost seemed, and we had a week with no super response, it did feel a bit hopeless. But the, we've just proven that when we rallied, all you know, everyone's rallied together, we are actually making a difference. And I think that's something to be really proud of, just as a community, you know?
3: Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. I don't want to pat ourselves on the back until something actually happens, but, um, you know, it's we just got to keep the pressure on and and Darian said they're going to fix it. We just have to hold them accountable now.
1: Yeah. But I think there's still a bit of a silver lining to the whole situation that we just are all invested into a game where the company cares enough to actually respond. You know, I know a ton of games where either the dev teams just are totally checked out or, or don't care or or whatever it is. So I think for even just a couple of weeks to have a, a solid turnaround and, and progress in the conversation is great. Um, but to talk about something a little bit more lighthearted, uh, we've had greenpower 36 is the username has been posting a bunch of these super troop concepts lately. And, uh, one that's up now, it was up, uh, r- the day after our last video. So it's, it's a couple weeks old by now. Um, but it was pretty well received was the super golem, uh, idea. And he's got maybe a couple of different ones uh mac if someone can walk us through the post spencer has a link for anyone who wants to pull it up and follow along but it looks like he's got a, a crystal and a gold uh and some other things with it too
0: i've got it up now if you want me to go through it while you find it yes how
2: <laughs> oh, my bad i
1: thought mac would
2: Oh, you're fine. It's not. I didn't see it linked in the document as you were talking, so I didn't have it No,
1: again. you have to hit refresh. This is the time for my oh, public apology it. to everyone listening. Uh, Spencer had that <laughs> link up when I asked him to, and I didn't hit refresh, and he's too nice to call me an idiot in front of all of you. So I'll do it for him. Spence, you're the best.
2: Well, you guys are going to have to go ahead and set it up for me, because I can't even pull it up. I'm having a Reddit talk crash on my computer right now.
0: Right. Well, I'll, I'll I'll read through it for now. So, uh, he had two uh this, Green Power thirty six, uh he had two Super Troop concepts. So he does say that the second one, um, that part of it, the ability was created by U U slash Plat- Platinum, zero three seven three nine six. So credits him too. So firstly, starting with the Crystal Golem. This is the first idea. So the special ability is called Reflection. Algae description. The more Crystal Golem gets damaged, the more Crystal Golem damages back. The Crystal Golem has an NA, so unspecified tar radius, that reflects damage to buildings from any side of of his radius, regardless of how many defenses damage him and where the defenses that are attacking him are located. The reflected damage is minimum damage. The duration of his reflected damage would be one second. Crystal Golemites can also reflect damage, however, they do not they do less damage than the crystal golem. And if you guys can pull up the post, he does provide an image of kind of what that would look like. So it's basically um I'm gonna use a Minecraft analogy here because I can. If you guys know the Thorns enchantment, it's basically that someone does damage to you, you do damage back to them. Which is I sure. think it's a pretty cool concept
3: so to use an older man analogy, he's like he's like Robocop then, right? Bullets just bounce off him and back onto all the
2: buildings <laughs> around him. Yeah. That sounds right. I like the art a lot,
1: too. The purple looks sweet. No, the art's my favorite part about it. Um, and I think it's a cool idea, but I'll, I'll pick it apart a little bit, and then someone can disagree with me why they think it's a, a good idea. The problem is that, the at least for this picture of it, he's got the reflected damage radius being right around the golem. And I don't know what else you would do other than have it come out where the golem is standing. But the like when is the golem gonna be somewhere in the base getting just a ton of damage and like the buildings that he's right next to aren't already being destroyed? Is my question. Because if you just have like a normal golem who's tanking up in that spot, you've got an army around it that's already hitting things there. So for like scatter shots to absorb a scatter shot damage and then hit what's right next to you, I think it's a really cool idea. But for like a Town Hall that you're already on top of and uh, and other defenses that you're standing, like, right on top of and your army's attacking it, I don't know if it would be uh, everything I'd want from a Super Troop, you know?
0: I definitely actually agree with that, as in the ability doesn't seem to have a but as it's a Super Troop, I think it would naturally have, for example, probably a few thousand more HP points, and you never know, that could be... All the difference because, for example, let's take uh, super bowlers, right? Yes, their triple bounce is definitely nice, but also it's just the fact that they've got a lot more health and damage, and you can use them as a smash troop. You know, if you try to use regular bowlers as healers, they can get one shot by things like scatter shots, but if you use super bowlers, they have enough damage you can heal through them. So, it may be that the crystal golem is more useful for its uh, statistic buffs than its actual. Special abilities, but yeah, I mean,
2: if I'm the reading the ability, ability right, it kind of sounds like we had he would do a consistent DPS, right? As long as he's taking damage, he is constantly has a bubble around him that's reflecting it. Are there any offensive troops that do consistent DPS like that,
1: or does everything chunk with their swings? Uh, Super dragons were advertised as that consistent DPS, but w- when you actually play with them, they they breathe and have like, yeah, a, move around like a, a lot, hit, but it, it is it, it is one it, of in that hey um did you do the test war with super drags yeah i did but did they breathe continuously back then so actually that's a really good point i don't know how many people care about this in the dev build a couple of the mods ha- uh, are like play test the updates and i think they did it's been like three months maybe since that happened um and so I don't remember too well and I didn't take a video of it. But I think they did do continuous damage, but definitely in game, it's like one long breath and then it stops for a second and then goes again.
2: Yeah, that sounds right. The consistent DPS aspect would be the most interesting part for me would get me to
1: give Gollums a try again for sure. Yeah, but that's what I'm if it'd be good or not, because like buildings aren't that high hit point. Like the town hall is pretty high and the eagle. But other than those two, Walls. like see it, but, but, like, if it's a golem, he's not just going to be standing next to walls. He'll be, like, walking through them or they'll already be broken or, like, walking around yeah. him or already broken for him to walk through. So, I think it's okay. a really cool idea. I just don't think it would. It's like um, when the Log Launcher first came out and nobody knew how to use it. And they would just, like, put it in for a Pekka Smash where you'd put a wall uh, wrecker that, like, I thought it was a cool idea and it was really unique. but i just didn't think it was super functional and then everyone was wrong with the log launcher so maybe there's a way to do this with the reflected damage that would actually be super broken but i think just plopping it in an army like a normal golem you're not getting a ton of value out of the reflection
0: yeah just linking back to the, your point earlier you never use a golem by itself it's a tanking troop for a reason you're tanking for other things so i don't and see those things should be high damage troops so they're already doing damage i don't know how much of an impact the obviously minimal damage of the reflection will be but yeah there might just be a better use case to it that we just haven't thought of
1: or if it is like a one-to-one reflection then maybe you do send it in by itself and then like as the scatters are hitting it it just like carves out a path for you know wherever you dropped it
0: yeah though it would if it went directly to a scatter shot it wouldn't be targeted by the sketch shots. That was something to bear in mind because it would get inside the radius. But you know, oh yeah.
2: All right. So he's got. Well, to what sec- do you guys think of these leaks? Have you guys uh, seen the new update leaks that uh, people have been posting the, out of the? It, it was Steel in the.
3: Uh, it was in the Warrior Warden. Or yeah, it was in the Warden release video,
2: right? Oh yeah. Yep. So Yeah, it was... we got five expos, two master builder huts. You can see the post from Pocanox is in the sticky comment from Spencer there for you guys that
1: are live. Yeah, so we can talk about it for sure, but I definitely think it's fake news. Um, there's the the first one that just points out five expos and two builder huts, and I know that's what a lot of people really latched to was having two master builder huts, and Supercell has hinted a bit at builder hall 10 coming out soon and so i think it's kind of on the table but i think an an extra builder unless it's going to translate one to one and be another hero for builder base because i can't see them doing that at some point in the future is adding a second hero there Um, i don't think they just want to add more builder bases i think when people max their accounts out that's generally a bad thing for supercell because then they're not spending money on gems and uh, hammers and different upgrades Uh, and so adding another builder base feels pretty counterintuitive to where the just the state of the game is at and they keep like buffing the uh build times for everything at low town halls and so a seventh builder don't think it'll happen. Yeah, most yeah, of
3: the stuff, a, sorry. <clears throat> oh, I was going to say most of the stuff that they've kind of leaked in videos like that has been really subtle and just wildly changing the number of buildings. I don't I don't even know what that would mean
0: the main thing that the main thing that tipped me off immediately, the probably was fake was the lack of the queen. And because obviously supercell aren't removing the queen from Clash of clans, that would just be, I mean, know, she's pretty that, OP, is, not, that is an, impro- that is an improbable scenario when you think about it. And then if the queen is removed, well, that doesn't that imply that the base is already quite modified. So having an extra expo, isn't that telling, because the queen is removed. That doesn't mean the queen is going to get removed from the game. So if there's an extra expo, well, why should that mean that there's going to be an extra expo after the game? It just felt like there was so much stuff changed and some of it that would be so consequential to remove that it just didn't seem right.
3: I think e, uh, E2 talked about it on his video where it's, he just said they probably just wanted to design a symmetrical looking
1: base and didn't really think about it. Which would be hilarious uh, <laughs> if, uh, if someone at Supercell actually just botched a base that badly. Um, I would think they were, you know, having someone come in to do a video for them for, you know, the, the promo of the event and the skin and everything. Um, and there's probably some miscommunication across that point in terms of numbers of stuff. Yeah, no, Sam, that's what I was going to say. The second post that comes up that actually shows the entire base, no queen is the biggest giveaway to me that I would be shocked if any of that was supposed to be, like, an intentional Easter egg. <laughs> yeah, just imagine, like, congrats, you've upgraded your queen
3: 80 levels, and now she's optional. <laughs> Dude, I've, I've played this game for that a long time. Curious. I don't think
1: anything could make me quit, but getting rid of any of the heroes at this point would be close. <laughs>
0: yeah I think i did have have soups have cash just ever gotten rid of something before because I haven't played the game for years and years like you guys have, so I just don't know, but as far as I know, they've never actually removed something except for like limited time troops
3: i um I know they've made changes that they've reverted entirely, but I don't think any anything's been completely deleted out of the game.
1: yeah, I don't think so either. I think it's just been like major balances and like troop preferences is the closest thing. Like when defenses would mm-hmm. have a preference over a troop and deal extra damage to them or infernos cutting through healing. But those are all mechanics as opposed to actual mm-hmm. like, assets being removed.
3: Yeah, I, yeah, and, and there were balance changes that ended up reverting to. Like they made witches crazy powerful um, for a little bit. I think Valks as well. Uh, we had an extra thirty seconds in the war time for attack timers, and that was just completely insane. I do remember that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that lasted a couple months at least. Yeah.
1: Almost forgot knew, it.
3: Yeah, like you could just do a queen walk for two minutes. Was it was say. crazy.
1: Yeah, I love Even, queen-, like, queen walking yet. Oh, well, before we move into our questions, and I don't know exactly when we want to move into all the crowd questions, but we've got plenty of them. Um, and so if we're on a, a, a tight time schedule, we might want to jump into those soon. But before we do that, uh, for the event that came up, There was a good guide for it, if anybody's struggling to go through the event, that Trample Damage put up. Uh, And I don't know, if you guys are listening to this and you have not heard of Trample Damage yet, like, check out Trample Damage. He's one of the best class YouTubers, and he actively posts and contributes to the sub. And so if you ever have a question about a strategy that he puts up, he'll be like thrilled to talk with you about it. Uh, But he makes a ton of really, really good content, and has a guide up for the Tiger Mountain uh, challenge, and it's a whole guide for how to do it how to, you know, when to drop all your stuff. And it's a video walkthrough, so he'll explain everything to you. And so if you guys are still struggling with that event, haven't done it yet, definitely check out Trample's Guide for it.
0: Yeah, definitely. And uh, I think we have all discussed and and all mentioned uh, our interest in wanting to get Trample Damage on the pod someday. So uh, hopefully we can do that. And you guys can have a chat with him asking questions. So yeah, that should be good. All
3: right, yeah, let's um do we got any questions? Uh let me I don't I can't pull up the list.
0: Yeah, I think Spencer's compiled <clears throat> um sorry cough. Uh
1: compiled a list if you want me to read them out. Uh if someone else can get it up, then I am um... Yeah, no, I see about twelve of them and I don't think we'll <laughs> call out per question that's asked, but Spencer's let us know which ones are dumb questions or not. And I think that's hilarious. <laughs>
0: um All right, that's yeah, actually the... what I'd quite like to see start with which is um why do you decide to spend your time moderating a subreddit? So uh got a good answer to that. Um I was here
3: enough already and I figured I <laughs> might as well, I might as well try and help.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Rick was one of those mods who was added on because they were like so unhappy with the sub that they were like, if we can't beat him join <laughs> us. Uh, but then <laughs> Yeah. No, it was almost like a, I don't know if this is a good reference or not. If you guys have seen Pirates of the Caribbean too, when uh, when Jack Sparrow just jumps straight inside the mouth of Cthulhu, um, that's what that's what, <laughs> and then got his way with most of the mod team.
3: Yeah, I I don't think um, I I remember having one argument with you, Frank, and it wasn't over the sub though. It was just over whether people should use gems to be able to buy gold pass. And oh then,
1: what i didn't know that was you that's hilarious yeah yeah
3: yeah. that was me and then um uh i know i would i i criticized criticize zag a lot um sure. but i i don't think i ever gotten like fights. when the mod app went up uh i, I went in and asked like are you, are you guys actually up for changing some stuff because you know i'm, I'm in if, if so but but if it's going to be status quo, I won't waste anyone's time. And now it's been a year. We made a lot of cool changes. So,
0: Yeah, I mean, personally, I for me, I think I mostly apply kind of on a whim. Uh, I'm sure, as everyone here knows, I <clears throat> oh my god, I can't speak. I wasn't too active before I became a mod. So I would like to comment on a few posts. But, like, compared to someone like Rick, I was just non-existent. But I thought, you know what, I play, like, this is when I was properly playing Clash a lot every day. I was like, I enjoy, you know, I enjoy being in this community, checking out the posts. What the hell? Let's apply for mods see what happens there. And um, I honestly think I wouldn't be playing Clash or I wouldn't be playing it as much if I hadn't, because firstly so, like i'm way more active on the sub i'm far more engaged to the community i've met a lot of great people most of them uh being the mods and for example my clan i wouldn't have joined if i wasn't a mod because it was i think either lion or mac that um told uh invited me to join uh so yeah i think a lot of stuff would have been different if i didn't become a mod and i'm as sad as it sounds i'm quite happy that i did
1: yeah no i'm on the same page as sam i've been a mod for the longest of anybody who's in the room right now uh it's been about two years uh two and a half i think and uh it was just because i like the game a whole lot we're not like i know mods are a big conversation in general and like people love to hate mods. and generally speaking i do too um (laughs) but I'd like to think ours yeah. is pretty different. None of us just like collect mod positions on different subs. And, and we're not about it because of what Reddit is. We're about it because we all enjoy the game, Clash Clans, And so that's why I joined. And then after being in it, similar to what Sam said, it's just a really neat community. Uh, getting more plugged into the sub on a deeper level was a lot of fun. But the reason I got into it at first was because on the recruiting sub clash of clans recruit, we had a problem with some guy trolling our clan, and so I asked if I could be a mod there to make it stop <laughs> and then I uh, just got to be <laughs> a mod on the main sub. Can after. we tell that story uh Please I don't see. yeah, no, I don't think so. It was the funniest uh, troll that dad had he posted recruiting posts for us, and it was like they were genuinely good posts. a super well ex member would post recruiting posts for our clan with. Yeah strange mistakes like
2: nonsensical (laughs) moments but generally a positive tone
0: would i at all know
1: who it is or no i don't think so Uh. a while ago (laughs) like three years ago now um but kind of on a related note um one of the questions that we got and this goes directly into why rick is a mod uh someone said why memes only on weekends oh man how much time we got left
3: (laughs) (laughs) um, like i I, I remember just like typing up that application and just thinking like man i hope these guys have a lot of free time um that was that was the big thing is over the years i think the sub was it it was it basically just became a meme sub you could count the posts on the front page and there there are 25 posts on a page in reddit and any any random day, you could go on and just – you count them up, and at least 20 of them were memes. And there was just almost no other kind of content that was being posted. So I kind of compared it to, like, if you just let your toddler choose what they want to eat every day, they're going to choose pizza all the time. So, you know, you, you got to tell that them. that is they, maybe
2: a little bit, you know, characterizing the people who upvote you know, humor posts, it's just easier to upvote a humor post. Yeah. Oh yeah. It it's is. like, it's, it's, it's a much definitely. lower bar, like like a text post, another <clears throat> type of post, it takes a little bit more engagement to digest. So if you're just scrolling, which is what most people do, upvoting a humor post is so easy. So we just added like a layer of difficulty there so that we could have more variants on the sub because everything was getting diluted uh, by the, the same kind of, post.
0: The same kind of principle applies to the personal confidence posts, which we obviously trialed not removing all of them, but having much stricter rules on because essentially they would get upvoted a lot and it would, in a sense, they would consume a lot of r slash new and it, to an extent, drown out other content. But then we kind of fell back on that because, unlike memes, personal accomplishment posts, it's kind of hard to give people a Clash of Clans sub and then say you're not allowed to post about how you're doing. And there'd be people who'd max 10 or 14 and we have removed their post. And it's like, sure, lots of people max 10 or 14, but also can't we just congratulate the people who do? So that was kind of a, a weird mix of, yes, they get our vote a lot and they're not the highest quality post. But then it gets to the point where if you try to remove everything, you're not really going to have many posts left
3: yeah sometimes it feels like we're just trying to play whack-a-mole with whatever the 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 un, the most unpopular type of posts are sometimes and i i think the personal accomplishments are, are one we got wrong uh for a while but you know eventually we we came around and, and reverted it I, humor i think we're all still happy with i don't i guess i shouldn't speak for you guys but i'm i think it went I, over
2: really really well and definitely. for the record it really wasn't our idea you know like we've seen other subreddits and popular games take a variety of different approaches and i can't remember exactly what subreddit you know but there are multiple similar examples that did humor only on the weekends and we just found it to be the nicest compromise
1: yeah, and I think what a lot of people didn't realize was going on for the years that humor was the most dominant post on the sub is that there were just as many complaints. There are actually a lot more complaints about how much humor was on the sub back then than there are now about humor being limited to weekends. I see maybe like one complaint, and then it's like generally a pretty reasonable person right now about humor like being limited to weekends. But like a couple of years ago, we would have people messaging mods every single day saying, I hate how humor is overrunning the sub. And so it, they're both vocal minorities and it's not, you know, the best thing in the world to cater to, to a vocal minority in any standpoint, but that's the change that we went with. And we all feel pretty good about it. I got, I, I got 10 times more hate removing personal
3: accomplishment stuff than I ever did for humor. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I think pe- people it's, it's, it's a really common kind of rule to have like a meme Monday or a meme weekend or whatever. It's, it's pretty common across Reddit um so uh, you know people people come post flared just humor and it gets pulled instantly by automod and then they get it i think for the most part but then you know when when a guy comes on and says hey you know i maxed you know whatever town hall and then we manually remove it an hour later it's it's a little more it's a little more personally insulting i think it feels like and yeah over the last couple months Nearly all the hate I got was probably over personal accomplishments.
0: Yeah, I even got a message today over a personal accomplishment post. It's quite a funny story. I removed the guy's personal accomplishment post because his accomplishment was that he got banned for two days for harassment. And I hadn't. I genuinely had an argument with him <laughs> about it. Um, <laughs> he messaged me in chat and I said this and he said why was this removed and i said well getting banned it just isn't an accomplishment is it he's like oh well I because like i like the color and i was like well don't do that um and he was like well can you approve it then and i was like no oh
1: my gosh that is so funny uh we got time for a couple more questions there's one that i think is super interesting uh by asd 2527 it says why is lalo the best and I think there's a little bit of subtext to that question um, that Lalo has just been one of the top strategies pretty much ever since it came out. I think you guys talked about Lalo a little bit, at least like TDH last week or two weeks ago. Um, But I'll give my short answer to it. And then if anyone else wants to chime in, feel free because I have never been that great at Lalo, but I've always wanted to be. And up until like town hall 10, I can Lalo super well and afterwards it gets hard. But I think it's because uh, you just have more control over your attack in a waller than anything else. If you queen walk or whatever your entry is, um, you can like carve out how- whatever percent of the base, whatever portion of it you're choosing to do. Haste spells only taking up one slot and balloon spells only taking up five slots means that you can put a certain number of balloons for pretty much every single defense. Um, mm-hmm. And then path your loons really well, you just have to drop them in the exact right place and then use your haste in the exact right moment. And the further along the game you go, the more elements there are, the more spell space, the more heroes and all that. And so Lalo's really good for pros especially because it gives you more control over your attack than almost any other strategy. And if you're really good, that's a good thing. If you're not really good, you know that's obviously not a good thing. You want you know, as much like, stat power as you can as opposed to yeah. individual control.
0: I just, want, I just want to interject to someone, because I use Lalo probably more than any other attack. Uh partially because i'd seen it on videos and i wanted to learn it uh and the main sell for me is so firstly the big thing is what frank was saying about uh the control you have because like personally i i think because i use lalo so much i now have a complete hatred of spam attacks because i feel completely out of control i hate just watching my troops and hoping they do the right thing i like being able to place them where i want them use my spells where I want them, have a very methodical attack, and also, secondly, because Lalo has so many different variations and adaptations, in theory, you can beat any base with Lalo, because when you think about there is Sui Lalo, there is Blizz Lalo, there is Queen Chast Lalo, there is Skelly Donut Lalo, there's like, I've seen Lalo's where people use a Ground Warden and a, you know, a whole Kill Squad with a cleanup Lalo, granted that's a bit more of a pro attack, but you get the point that it's all about the fact that you can customize it however you want. You can create so many different openings. You can do what you want and then have this Lalo portion, which you are in control of, with and I love it personally.
2: (laughs) I was just going to say, I just switched back to Lalo between last CWL and this one and doing Queen Charge Lalo's. And yeah, it's just all about shaping it right, you know? I um, just sent a link to the uh group there I think Spence will put it in there with my favorite Reddit guide to Lalo anytime that I like need to brush up. I've probably read this through half a dozen times because I'm not great and I have to (laughs) brush up once in a while to make sure I know what I'm talking about. But if you want a really good lalo guide, I'm not gonna butcher a lalo guide. Check out the one that will be linked from RT 250. He also does a blizzard guide, which is awesome. And uh maybe we can link both of those eventually. Yeah, those are both really good posts. Yeah, yeah they're the, the main, most awesome in-depth text guides I've ever
0: seen. I think the main place people struggle with Lalo is pathing. It is such a pathing-dependent attack, and especially the setup, it is all about pathing. And some pe- and it's like not something you would instantly think of For example, say for Blizzard Lalo, I often see people do a Blizzard. I'm not going to go into detail of how to do Lalo, but obviously people do a Blizzard on one side of the base and a Siri on the other, and that just isn't how you do it. Like Even if you think you're getting good value by taking out certain targets, that's just not how you make good Lalo pathing. Yeah, that's the problem. And that's something you need to learn to do it effectively.
1: Yeah, and I'm at the point now where like I... I'm not great at Lalo at town hall 14 because there's so many elements that go on that it's just, it's a ton of skill to actually pull off super well. Um, But I was trying to do super drags and at least the strategy that I had pulled for it, I just couldn't, it was all super drags and like one or two other troops and everything was on the map 15 seconds into the attack. And I felt like there was no control that I had over the rest of it. And so I like the attacks that are a lot more in the middle. I think that's why hybrid is as popular as it is. It gives you a lot of control, but then, you know, your army is, is a little bit spammy, um, you know, after your queen walk and everything else is done. But I live in that in that middle.
2: Yeah, I've been using the family of dragon attacks for a long time leading up to Lalo. And there's definitely a sub- like a substantial difference in your mindset and carving up the base, trying to plan like a symmetrical sweep through the base with dragons versus a deep dive and then picking it off with the balloons at the end. Big mental
1: shift. All right, guys, what do you think? It is uh, 9.58. Do we have time for one more good question? Or go ahead and do shout-outs and Uh, wrap-up.
2: Let's go for one more. (laughs) All right.
1: This one might be a longer conversation. I think the best question that we have left um, is from Kyle THM. Would having access to any number of super troops be something you guys see in the future? Or do you think we'll be limited to two or three? um and then is having more more than two boosted op uh and he says something too about the in-game dark dark elixir economy so i don't know if we have time to go into all the economy of it <laughs> i weighed on them this last time one of the changes i can see supercell making
2: is to super troops and i think there'll be some kind of like something that costs gems where you can end your super troop and start a new one somehow
0: yeah Skip i get the know. wait time i don't think they'll ever allow you to boost any at once because like sometimes when people talk about the economy they do over dramatize it a bit but it is a fair point that if you can dump all your dark elixir into super troops there will be a lack of dark elixir in circulation and it'll be harder to loot it harder to upgrade heroes which is already the most grindy thing in the world so i do definitely see issues with that but I you can't see the ever doing it,
1: yeah, I think the first quality of life improvement they'll do is that you can donate any of them, whether you can use it or not. I think you should be able to donate more than you have boosted. yeah that was yeah, kind of yeah,
0: would
1: yeah,
3: it would have to be like a like a gem donation kind of deal, but yeah, I, I can see that happening. That's the most yeah or, may, or maybe I having remember. having three or four unlocked but still being limited to two um two per army
1: comp. Yeah, oh, yeah, actually, I think better. that's a great idea. And then you can go back yeah. and forth if you have a Legends attack that's different than your War attack, or if you just, like, would hit 100%. a ring base differently than another base. Yeah, I think that's a great one.
0: But yeah, I guess, you know, we probably, we're in February now. There will likely be a Spring update, so it's not too long until we could start see some sort of improvements, hopefully.
1: <laughs> but I think they'll have to pretty much boost every troop maybe not every troop before they let you unlock three of them for a single attack uh if they do that i think we're really far away from that and yeah, i think we've five or six quality life improvements to make to the whole system before they let you unlock three at once
0: yeah definitely well uh if anyone, if anyone else has anything anything more to say i think we could uh wrap it up now
1: yeah everybody, everybody. thanks for everybody. watching I'm Frank. Check out my YouTube My Art Classic <laughs> <experience. laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, I'm on Reddit.
0: Yeah, I'm alright too. You might you might have picked that out but... right,
3: and then yeah, I'm Rick. Uh thanks for listening. Um if you want to check out other cool podcasts, um yeah, here, I'll, I'll plug a few. Uh, Clash Tips is really great. Uh, those two guys are very knowledgeable. Um, you can also uh, give Clashing and Traffic a shout out. He's another Redditor, a uh, guy by the name of Catfish. He's in with Klaus's clan, uh, the YouTube Klaus, not the pro player Klaus. Keep I, I just with a with different people. Um, Only eight wow. Yeah yeah uh, uh he he's been hitting the the account security stuff pretty hard on his podcast and, and it's really solid stuff so a huge thank uh-huh. you to to him for spreading the word and then uh pineapples and thorns also gave us a, a little shout out so um check those those guys out the Clashwells family uh they've been having various podcasts for that's gotta be close almost as long as the game's been out so yeah thanks to thanks to everyone else yeah, yeah and finally
0: we... just um some shout outs for us i guess we will be publishing uh this podcast and all the others on spotify apple podcasts youtube and probably something i'm forgetting uh see so if you can search reddit, it's talk cl- reddit talks clash on any of them you'll be able to find it and uh spencer might link
1: them in the description if possible uh yeah so, huge yeah. shout-out to our Wizard of Oz in the back room. It's yes. putting everything up there, bringing the links to everybody. Uh, thanks for it, OED, dude. Thank yeah, you, well. Spencer.
0: Well, I think I'll be uh, signing off now. So thank you all for listening, everyone. And uh, we'll see you in two weeks in the next
2: one, 9 p.m. EST. Yep, catch you next time.
3: Cheers.